1: Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
3: Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio, back back in the studio today with uh, an amazing young lady that I am I'm just so blessed to be a part of her life, uh, Sable Horton. She is a Bay Area native, and entrepreneur, survivor consultant, speaker, writer, performer, activist, social change agent, and modern day abolitionist. Um, Sable was born in Vallejo, California. However, she's lived and was raised across the Bay, especially in Antioch, and uh, grew up in a single-parent family and found out very early due to some uh, various circumstances that she was going to have a challenging life. And she used to believe that she was going not going to amount to very much, but um, but God, but God, right, uh, in response to that, Sable experienced and was witnessing uh uh you know abuse uh, trafficking and other forms of trauma um as part of that difficult and challenging experience and you know so she in response uh, she it, she developed a, a couple of different businesses that kind of reflect The healing that she herself has experienced, and one of those is Shades of Beauty, and the other one is Project Inspire, which go into the very cracks she was ensnared in to pull others out. Um, I will talk a little bit about Shades of Beauty, which is a nonprofit organization. We're also going to talk about her business, Agape Collections, which is a small business that customizes apparel and miscellaneous items and hosts various he, art and healing workshops throughout the year a few details that are so important sable is the recipient of the 2020 bay area inspire awards and the 2021 modern day abolitionist award from the san francisco san francisco collaborative against human trafficking she also was chosen to be on the cover of reporter which is a popular magazine targeting inner-city you young adults. Welcome to the show, Sable. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so grateful that you could make it. It is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and um, we are busy little bees just going around and talking to anybody who will let us come and talk and raise awareness um, about this issue of human trafficking. So we've got lots to talk about, Sable, and Today, you know, we want to hear from you, um, really about your perspective. You know, you've 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 been a speaker. um, You've been an advocate. You've been uh, a friend to people that have been experienced that have experienced trafficking. You've been, um, you know, you've been a lot of a lot of things to a lot of people in this space. And I wanted to just get. Your um, take to begin with um, on, you know, on where, where, where do you see the world today? Um, You know, based on all these different people that you're engaging with, with different perspectives, different experiences, and even your own experience, where, where are you at in this issue called human trafficking?
4: I'm in a place where I just see that a lot more work needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I able mean, to recognize that so many organizations such as Love Never Fails and others are working to really help, you know, provide prevention education, as well as support for those who do end up becoming victims of human trafficking. But I also see that the world at large almost doesn't still fully understand the impact that human trafficking has and don't necessarily in- understand that it takes a community to kind of come around what's happening.
3: Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. There seems to be um, quite a bit of confusion about um, how bad is it? You know, I was I was interviewed. I don't know if you watched um, that interview I did national on the national circuit um, um, where I was asked uh, about the horrors and the violence of human trafficking. And, um, and I remember I talked about, you know, the brutality that I've seen firsthand and, you know, and, and the, the interviewer said, is that really happening or is that just an anomaly? You know, that you, the violence that you're describing, you know, she says, is it true that people are being choked and beaten and, you know, and, and being, um, subjected to having, you know, un, 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 like unasked for, unsolicited sex with twenty people a day. Well, that's not true, you know. And so she was, she was doubting what I was saying. Um, and even here in California, um, there is a, there is a Senate bill that has just popped up, um, Senate Bill fourteen, which is sort of the replacement bill for Senate Bill one zero four two which was um, did not pass last in the last uh, session. And um, and it's about making uh, human trafficking a serious, violent felony. And believe it or not, in our state, human trafficking is not a serious, violent felony. What do you think about
4: that? I get annoyed <laughs> so easily. Um, I think that there's just this misconception of what like I said, what human trafficking is. I think that a lot of people don't realize it's actually it's painful. It's not like people just choose to go get beat up and raped and chained up and all the different type of things that we kind of see. I think we think that those things only happen in movies, but it's not you know, the movies are based off of something, right? So mm-hmm. I think that the fact that people don't see it as a violent crime is actually really concerning.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I I will say this Um, some there are some folks that are concerned about um, when when something is is a serious, violent felony. It is considered a strike. And in our in our state, you know, you can receive three strikes and then have to get 25 years to life. And so some people are saying, well, you know, this the three strike system is not good. And so um, we're just going to throw the whole thing out. You know, just because the three we don't like three strike system. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute. Um, I get it. You don't like three strikes because maybe people got a strike for some minuscule thing that they did. Right. And Mm -hmm. previously there were lots of things you could get a strike for. um, You could get a felony charge for. I think it's ironic that robbing someone on a public transportation Is considered a serious felony, Mm -hmm. but subjecting someone to being raped 21 times a day. Exactly. Isn't that ironic? It's very ironic. Yeah. So the fact that people are up in alms about like this particular one, we don't want to make it a serious violent felony because it's part of three strikes and we don't like three strikes, but yeah. But, but the point is that this is not okay. And you know harming people in this way is a serious violent crime right extremely i just went right in i just went right in i didn't even give up any time for warm up and you know but this is national human trafficking awareness month and i do want to i do want to keep it 100 i want us to be real about this stuff and so um you know and just for this today's show, you uh, trigger warning—you might get triggered because some of the things we might be talking about today um, are a little bit more intensive than maybe we get into on a day-to-day um, basis or week-to-week basis. But we want you to understand what's going on in this world of human trafficking and what what is it? How does this feel from a survivor's perspective? And so that's why we have Sable here today. As a lived expert, lived experience expert, I love it when Amina says that. She said she came up with that. I was like, "Hey, I'm rolling with that lived experience expert." I love that, and um, and just get your your thoughts. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I want to hear what's top of mind. You said people don't want to, you know, people don't a little frustrated. They don't. There's not an, as much resources we need. Uh, what, what kind of resources? Do we need? What type of resources do survivors need at this time? We'll be right back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit LoveNeverFailsUs.com. That's LoveNeverFailsUs.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages Where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Sable Horton. Uh, Sable is just a barrier Bay Area extraordinaire. She is a native entrepreneur, survivor, consultant, speaker, writer, performer, activist, social change agent, agent and modern day abolitionist. Um, and she is an inspiration to so many of us and. Um, for all the things that she does or vi- many business ventures and uh, the ways that she encourages other people to live their best life. I want to ask you, Sable,
4: what's missing? You said, you know, a little frustrated, a little slow. What what do we need to do? Well, I remember, you know, when I was being exploited and I finally came out of it, some of the things that I needed definitely was one safe housing. Obviously, I needed to make sure I was in a place that wasn't like going to be triggering me all the time. I needed space to really decompress and kind of process. What I was just going through, I needed access to mental health care, which is super expensive. So sometimes we can't even like afford the specialized therapy that we need. And just so many things, access to like a job, maybe job training, just lots of things. But there's not necessarily funding always present and easily accessible for all survivors. So that's something that I know I personally needed.
3: When you talk about mental health care that you need, you know, help me with that, um, are we just talking about, you know, talk therapy or what What kind of mental health care do do, do survivors need?
4: Um, it can be lots of different kinds, different for every person. But one thing I noticed is when I did see out mental health care, I did get put with a therapist, but I actually got put with a therapist who wasn't trained in how to be trauma informed. She wasn't trained on human tracking and exploitation at all. She didn't know what it was. She didn't know how to work through that level of trauma. And so then I realized, oh, so now I need a kind of a specialized type of therapy. And not everyone is trained in that. And yeah. So Realize like now therapists also need training. And I- Yeah. Wow. Now that's deep. When therapists
3: need some training and therapy themselves, potentially after they need they need some aftercare after they meet with with, with somebody with, with the level of trauma. And yet let me not let me bring it up again it's not a serious violent crime so <laughs> but it's but it's that harsh that that people need intensive mental health care after having endured it you know what if, what would you say that you um uh you know you you want people to know about the ways the many facets uh, of you know having been trafficked, like when we say that it's violent, we know, I mean, I made mention of some physical violence, but like psychologically, what are some of the ways that someone is traumatized by um,
4: having been
3: trafficked? Oh
4: my gosh, we could spend all day on this, but just in, well, it's like the type of psychological warfare that you go through when you're being that traumatized. You're not able to trust people. You're not able to know what love is. Your whole concept of self and identity is disrupted. People are putting things on you. That's not necessarily true. They're beating you whenever you try to speak up for yourself. They're hurting you intentionally. And if you complain, you get like hurt even worse. It's just so deep. Like mentally, you're not even all the way there. A lot of times a lot of victims end up using drugs in order to kind of cope with the pain, both physically and emotionally. They end up like dissociating a lot. There's just so much mental trauma there. So Mm -hmm. even when you come out of that, that trauma doesn't just go away. You have to figure out how to almost put your mind back together.
3: Yeah. And, you know, the mind is so interesting. Um, Just I, I think it's fascinating to me how our brains work, you know, this, let's take, for example, disassociation. Um, maybe some people are listening, may not know what that is. Say, do you want to explain that?
4: Yeah, the short version is basically when you're not all the way there. It's almost like you mentally disconnect from your kind of present self and you're just somewhere else. You may or may not remember what's happening to you in that moment, but you just kind of have to mentally check out.
3: And that is very frequent for trauma survivors to, um, imagine that they're somewhere else. Maybe it's, it's, it's a form of maybe daydreaming, you know, you're somewhere else, um, but you are present you, you, you know, oftentimes know something's happening around you, but you're not keeping track of the blow by blow. And you certainly aren't feeling the emotions from what is being done to you or in front of you. Um, and so this is the brain's protective mechanism for, uh, being able to, um, endure these types of traumas. Um, other things, uh, stable, so, um, rituals, um, people enter into rituals that make them feel safe. I think I was reading that there's, um, there's a strong correlation between, um, you know, disorders like OCD or bipolar or, you know, um, uh, yeah, those are are two, you know, certainly depression, anxiety, uh, those kinds of emotions uh, and and diagnoses are very common
4: amongst survivors of human trafficking. Correct? Absolutely. I mean, when so much trauma happens, it really changes the way your brain functions in general. Like in general, we all have a a brain, right? And obviously, we have this natural order of things where when we do go through something stressful, if we don't haven't had trauma, our brain can really regulate stress well. But if you have constant trauma, your brain isn't regulating, you're constantly stuck on or stuck off, so you're going to always be depressed or you're going to always be anxious, or you're going to bounce back and forth, which does look like bipolar disorder. And it does look like borderline and OCD and all the No, borderline things. was the one I was trying to... I was like, BDA, borderline,
3: yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like all those and OCD, right? And so... So what happens? Is life over at, after trafficking? What happens
4: after you've been diagnosed with one of these things? Absolutely not. Life is definitely not over after trafficking. you may feel like it at first, but as long as you have a solid support system, access to the much needed services you need, healing is definitely possible. And I'll always say obviously with God, all things are possible, right?
3: Yeah, that's right. Well, you know it's, it's funny you should mention that because I was talking with my daughter the other day. And she had been diagnosed with anxiety, um, general anxiety disorder. And she, uh, from some traumas that she had been through as a child. And I don't think she would mind me sharing that. Um, you know, she feels like as soon as she began to, as soon as she joined our worship team uh, at church, um, she said all of a sudden the anxiety started to fall away. And it was, she said, it was just, I don't know how to explain it other than it was a miracle that um, by me, you know, being willing to surrender to God in song and in worship that, you know, my, my, my anxiety is almost none. Right. And I can tell you, I witnessed this and I'm just like, wow, 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 wow. Have do you have those kinds of uh Experiences, Sable, things that you were like, whoa, I never thought I would overcome this. And now, because of either, you know, you're really you're something that's miraculously happened, or maybe, maybe from counseling, maybe from something you've been involved in that's kind of given you this new,
4: newfound freedom. Absolutely. Um, one thing I can say that really helped me personally was praise dance. I just wanted to really do something that glorified God. Um, with my body, especially because my body had been so damaged before. And I never was into dance before that. But when I started praying, things started falling off. And I think I mentioned to you recently, I had a bipolar one diagnosis and a personality disorder diagnosis that I ended up getting after exploitation. But I recently was declared that it's like in full remission. And I definitely believe that was due to just constantly surrendering to God, constantly offering up my whole being as a sacrifice. Definitely through lots of worship. So praise can definitely heal. Mm, wow, that is
3: incredible. Yes, and I, I, um, I'm still just just amazed by that report and that testimony. And and so you know you have these different um, things that happened to you, and you know, and to others, and they they can convince you that, you know, it's over, you're done, you're finished. But like you said, with God, all things are possible. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and I want to talk a little bit more about um, some of the things that you have witnessed as you've been, you know, advocating for, for survivors and for people who are at risk for human trafficking. Some of the things you've witnessed some of the trends and some, again, more insight as to how we as a listening audience may be able to support those right nearby us that are in need. We'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors.
5: This is Dr. Meluna Fauch. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com. PitchPerfectPresentations.com.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Sable Horton. And uh, Sable is just an amazing young lady who is uh, doing all kinds of great work, advocating um, and entrepreneurial work. To bring support to people who are vulnerable to trafficking or people that are just in need and, you know, for mentoring and art projects, you name it. So coming into, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about your your business shades of beauty, Um, because I think this is, you know, these are some of the um, tie ins right on things that people can do. And ways people can get involved. So, Shades of Beauty is a nonprofit that exists to inspire all girls and women to be the best versions of themselves. Why did you start this organization?
4: Well, <laughs> So I believe the Lord gave me the name for Shades of Beauty actually when I was 12, which is interest, interesting. I wasn't even following Christ at that time. I actually had like lots of mental health issues and was super suicidal around that time. So it's interesting that he kind of breathed life into it. But after kind of working with Love Nerve Fails and getting all of the healing and things that I needed, Shades of Beauty really started to come to life. And I just realized like I was witnessing so much in the sense of so many kids and young girls were ensnared in the same things I was. They didn't know how loved they were. They didn't know how beautiful they were. They didn't know they had any value. And they thought that their lives were pretty much in, in the trauma that they were in. And so once I saw that, I just really wanted to do something to go pull them out of it to show them like it's actually on the contrary, like life is amazing. And so are you. Mm-hmm. So that's just really what kind of rooted me in Shades of Beauty. I just want to show so much love as much as possible. That's
3: beautiful. And so what specifically are you doing with Shades of Beauty? What's an example of something that you might be involved in under, you know, your your nonprofit? there?
4: Well, we have several academies. And so what academies are, they're like usually seven to 10 month programs where we take some survivors of human trafficking, also others who are not survivors of human trafficking, and we kind of put them in this academy where every month they're learning about something. One month it may be identity, another month it may be service, one month it may be job techniques. And we're essentially taking them through this instruction to help, you know, teach them so that way they can be better prepared for life. Um, at the end of it, they get a graduation and like lots of prizes and it's just really fun. It's also really cool. Mm. And also just, you know, it's meant to help instill value in them.
3: Yes, I love that. And then you you've now um, started Project Inspire, which is um, really to inspire youth to create short films, musical videos, podcasts, animations, murals, photography, and other forms of art. And it seems like very much digital art, right? And so is that kind of more of the same? Um, what, what are your thoughts on on that?
4: Yeah. Um, it's very similar. I actually totally started on accident. Um, I have a show for Shades of Beauty. And when I started doing the show, I realized that a lot of like community youth wanted to get involved. And so I made it more of a co-ed version so they can come and get involved with it. And what happens is they actually end up using their testimonies to create films and photography and things that they can put out in the world. And we've been able to take a couple of things to like different film festivals. And it's just been really fun. Wow. I did not know that. And is this for um, some of the youth that
3: you've been working with in Antioch?
4: It is. It's an also youth out of Oakland. I started partnering with some of my friends out there who are also youth leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Very,
3: very cool. That's beautiful. And so your goal in producing the films and the videos is really personal expression or is there a certain focus that you guys have?
4: Um, definitely personal expression, but I've noticed all the films so far have been centered around things like mental health, poverty, human trafficking, and gun violence. Those seem to be the main themes.
3: Wow, that's amazing. Well, I would definitely have to check that out um, as part of our, um, you know, violence prevention coalition, um, gender based violence um, committee in Oakland. We are always looking for. Uh, you know, videos and ways to raise awareness. And especially if youth are creating it, yay, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, there's such an amazing intersection between, um it's not positively amazing. It's a sad one, but it's, it's, it's one that we should, we should know about between gun violence and between gender based violence. You know, wherever you see tons of gun violence, you see tons of gender based violence and um you know, violence begets violence, every every type, and so hopefully, love begets love. Right? Let's get some 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 uh, new perspectives in there. New folks speaking life and love and and purpose over the young people there in Oakland and just throughout the Bay Area in general. So that's wonderful. And then you've got Agape Agape Collections. Um, I was. Happy to get a sweatshirt from you just this week that I was able to give to one of our young ladies that's graduating. And uh, you do such great work, such quality work, sweatshirts, T-shirts, hats, and all of that good stuff. And tell me, tell us, you know, where did that come from?
4: Well, I love words, and I love poetry, and I love storytelling, and I was like, I can just tell stories and put it on clothing, and so that has been kind of what caused that. Um, I obviously have a love for so making a lot of faith-based and just inspirational clothing in general, that can be put out there. I tend to get a, give a lot of free clothing to different shelters and stuff, as well as to homeless individuals, and it's just pretty much came out of my love for words and my yeah. love for communication. Right. And for those of you who don't
3: know, um, Sable is a spoken word artist or poet. And uh, so doesn't shock me that she loves words. Uh, that's perfect. And so here here we have it. Here's some examples. Empowering um, someone you know, that is a creative and innovative young person, whether they're a survivor of human trafficking or not, empowering them to... Speak into other young people's lives like shades of beauty, empowering them to capture, you know, using a digital platform, their personal expression, right? Allowing them to be uh, empower others to do that, giving them tools and and uh, resources to be able to do that or to be able to create T-shirts and create products that are useful and thoughtful and caring. And uplifting, those types of things, as well as you know the praise dance that Sable just mentioned, are things right there. You just provided a cookbook, <laughs> a formula for healing. You know, uh, under the under the direction of the Lord, of course, and all of it. And um, wow, you know, if we could empower more young ladies like yourself to be able to walk fully in their gifts. Um, how you know h- how amazing would that be? How, how how hard do you think it would be to scale doing that? What if we could do that? Like, what would that look like if we
4: could do that for thousands? Of girls. What, what would that look like? What, do you think that's doable? I think it's very much possible, actually. I think that it would take some more funding naturally because things like videography is pretty expensive. But honestly, all it takes is just us allowing our love to turn into action. It just takes a community coming around each other. So I think it's very much possible.
3: Yeah, I mean, it'd be kind of interesting to have, like, I don't know, something like mini grants that you could allocate that would allow you know, survivors to create their own small businesses. I think Brianna, actually, now that I think about it, Brianna had this idea to create a whole bunch of small businesses um, that she wanted to showcase on a website. And um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what she called it. But, you know, this this whole and didn't you just talk to me about doing something more entrepreneurial, a marketplace, right?
4: Yeah, I just feel like there's so many of us who have these, you know, ideas and not everyone knows where to go, but we don't have to do it by ourselves. We can just come together. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely.
3: Well, we're going to take a quick break um, and we're going to come back and I want to talk a little bit more about um, what you see. You know, obviously, we've seen an increase in demand for sex trafficking in the you know, last six months um, and demand for sex, and which inherently increases the amount of sex trafficking that happens. I want to get your take, uh, Sable, on you know what 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 needs to happen to remediate that, and um, what are some of the things, some of the solutions that you've been hearing that seem like. Ones that we should explore from a survivor perspective. I want to get your take uh, on that. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
1: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Sable and uh, just having a good t- conversation about different things that are um, uplifting and helpful after you've experienced the horrors and the trauma of human trafficking. And um, wanted to just talk to you. So, as you know, um, we've been kind of going through some very challenging times uh, SB 357 was passed in July of uh, last year. It went into law on January 1st. Um, we've seen an influx, an increase in um, trafficking um, and in, you know, the sex industry in off of different tracks in different parts of the of the state, whether it's in Oakland, also in San Francisco, in Stockton, I actually just got a report that Richmond PD's reported an increase there in Richmond. Um, in Antioch, um, no blades in Antioch, but in seeing an increase in the number of missing children cases a lot of recruiting going on there. Increases in Figueroa and so- Southern LA, um, in San Diego and Orange County, or in Orange, yeah, in Orange County. So, so what, what should
4: you do, Sable? What do you think we need to do? Pray hard. Literally just cry and pray. But um, in addition to that, I've heard, you know, more outreach, essentially. I think that's something that's really helpful that I've noticed, but also more education in schools. Hmm. I think that I see a lot of recruiting happening, and I don't think kids always know what that recruiting looks like. So definitely a lot more education in schools. But also, I think sometimes the laws that we pass make it so easy for vulnerable people, to become like even more vulnerable. So I think even more um, advocacy at that level, just so we kind of get a hold of these unintended consequences before they happen.
3: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Education and outreach. And tell me more about, so, you know, you go up to someone and you, you we've done this many times and we, we offer, you know, our bracelets. And we have housing that we can offer, right?
4: Um, What do you think the reasons are that people don't just leave right then? I think one, you know, the Pence being in the cars watching them is probably a good deterrent from that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not safe. We got people riding on bikes, making sure they don't even have a full-blown conversation with us. So in general, they're probably scared, but also maybe they're afraid that life is going to be harder after they leave. Maybe they feel like they have to do this to get their needs met. Um, a distrust of the system in general that has failed them so many times. Um, they may be trauma bonded to their exploiter because that is a very, you know, popular thing too and very strong. So there can be so many reasons.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just recently, I got word that someone who's left who left the program was seen in a in a city nearby. Um, you know, that's in an area that's known for trafficking. So it's very clear to me that they've returned. And, you know, it was heartbreaking to hear that Um, and to just, you know, every time any of our girls have gone back, I'm always like kicking myself going, what'd you do wrong? (laughs) When, what did you say? What didn't you do? You know, how come you couldn't make her stay? And, um, and, you know, I have to just give that over to the Lord and just accept that I can't, you know, I can't make anybody do anything right but why do people go back
4: well you know studies have shown that it actually takes a lot of times of them leaving to actually stay out but i think sometimes it's easier for us to return to familiar places too Mm -hmm. yeah i was talking to a survivor recently and she just was like i needed to have my house note paid you know and Mm -hmm. her job that she had she had a good job it just wasn't paying enough you know especially living out here in the bay you know, having to make three, four times the rent, it's really difficult to do that. Uh, So I think sometimes the cost of just life in general. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, that's right. And it's tough because, um, you know, like, think about it. Like, I, I always like to do the math so that people will get the point, right? Is if you're making $20 an hour, And you make 40 hours, you work 40 hours a week. That's $800 a week. So let's say there's four weeks in a month. That's $3,200. And let's say that, you know, you get taxed at, I don't know, 15%. So you, after taxes and everything, right? $3,200, you are making, let's see here. Yeah, you are making $2,700. Let's call it just to be simple. $2,700. Twenty seven hundred dollars. That's how much you make. Now, the uh, the cost of a average one bedroom apartment in the Bay Area is at least fifteen hundred dollars.
4: At least that's on the that's on the low end. That's in the hood, okay. right? Hey, that's not even the safest one. Mm-mm. No, that's in the in the
3: sketch neighborhood. Or you can maybe do a room for rent for maybe $1,100, maybe 1200 Yes. Then you have to live with somebody and only God knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So then you have $1,200 left after that. Let's say you take out about 200 or so for for food. And then you take out another 200 for gas. And then you take out another Um, Let's say you had to put your child in child
4: care. That's $800. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Imagine if you have to have a car note. Oh, yeah. The car note, 500 more, 300,
3: 400. So, you know, we can't, you know, we can't sometimes like, oh, man, you know, why would they go back? Well, they're seeing these numbers. You know, maybe they get these an entry level job and they're like, I just can't make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you know, I know a way that I can kind of get get a little bit extra here and there. Right. And they convince themselves it's not so bad. Then they go back and they're like, yes, it is usually. Um, and. And that doesn't work out either. You know, a lot of people I know um, who go back. They have shared with me the biggest issue is like it damages you so much to to be out there that you have to get high. And then once you get high, you're starting back over into
4: just spiraling now. Is that is that what you've seen, Sable? Um, It's definitely a lot of what I've seen. And if they're not back on substance use, I've seen them just have a lot more mental health issues because they don't have that, you know, ability to cope. I see them doing a lot more self-harm putting themselves in more dangerous situations and, you know, it's just the list can go on. So it's really just the cycle of poverty almost because they don't know how to get out.
3: Yeah. And this is crazy because they might have a job. Right. They you can $20 have $20 an hour. Time.
4: huh? You can have a full-time job and still not have enough.
3: And not have enough. Many of the girls we encounter when we go out there, they have jobs. Mm-hmm. I was, I was shocked by that I have to tell you when I first started doing this and I was I was like oh what what are you doing with yourself and I'm thinking I had in my mind that they were gonna be like, what do you mean nothing you know they're like, oh, I'm in school I'm in you know I go to college here and then I have a job it's just like I don't have enough to you know I have to pay my mom to watch the baby and you know various things that came up while they were out
4: there exactly jobs school have it all. Mm -hmm. Everything like society would tell you you're supposed to be doing. It's just still not enough. Not enough. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to
3: talk about um, how people can get involved in the amazing work that you're doing. Um, I do want to make sure to emphasize, right, that trafficking doesn't, it doesn't, life doesn't end with trafficking. And so we're celebrating um, what Sable's doing, we're celebrating what so many other uh, individuals with a lived experience are doing to uplift themselves and others, and that's where we want to stay. We want to we want to stay in the celebration because, um, yeah, I mean, certainly fight for the realities and the horrific realities that I must say of um, of human trafficking and fight that we would we would re- reduce it and we would hopefully obliterate it that would be my goal but uh also um you know while we're waiting for that to happen and we're pressing for that to happen to celebrate the wins and the amazing stories like Sable so we'll be right back thank you for listening to love never fails radio
1: to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors
5: That's pitchperfectpresentations.com, pitchperfectpresentations.com.
1: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
3: And welcome back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. Thanks for being on the show, Sable. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. 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 So how can people get involved with your many entrepreneurial exploits here? Your shades of beauty, your pro- beauty, your project Inspire, your agape collections. I, I know someone's listening, saying, I want to order T-shirts. I need hats. I need things for an event that's coming up. And I want it to be prepared and created by uh, someone with a lived experience
4: here. You know, where can they find you? Well, um, for all nonprofit and youth-related things, you can just catch me through my nonprofit, um, Shades of Beauty. The website is WeAreShadesOfBeauty.org. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at WeAreShadesOfBeauty. And then for all creative shirts, hoodies, beanie hats, and all those different types of things, you can find me also on Instagram at Agape Collections. And the website is AgapeCollections.com.
3: All right. Well, thank you again, Sable, and thanks for being an important part of the work that we're doing here at LNF. We really appreciate you. All right. We have some other things to just share with you. So we have, uh, We first of all, we had an amazing Fight for Love conference. It was pouring rain, still managed to have over 50 folks come out and, um, you know, everyone who I've spoken to said that they had such a, an amazing, time of healing and just releasing things. And so we were just so grateful for that. And thank you for being there. And uh, I want to encourage you. Maybe you're wondering, what is this fight for love about? I've written a workbook and you can purchase it on Amazon by uh, looking up fight for love workbook with my name, Vanessa Russell. And um, there you will see it's available for purchase. And there is actually a um, author facilitated accompaniment or there are uh, facilitator best practices and you can actually facilitate a small group. And um, so wanted to just share that out. I've noticed quite a few people have expressed interest in doing that. The videos, the author facilitated videos are on Vimeo and they are free to access. And so you could host your own group um, wherever you are. And this is for survivors of domestic violence, abuse, and or human trafficking. So thank you again to those who participated and those who made the Fight for Love conference uh, possible. And then also wanted to make sure you're aware that we have our gala coming up on March the 11th. And um, you can actually purchase your ticket by going to loveneverfailsus.com. Forward slash events. And there you will see our gala. It is a masquerade ball. So you're gonna wear your mask. I just got mine, uh, matching ones with my husband, and excited about that. But it's from 530 to 8:30 at Black Hawk Country Club in Danville. The registration and silent auction is at 530. And then the dinner and the event is at six. Um, Our speaker is Kimmy Watkins-Tart, who is the director of Alameda County Public Health, and Elizabeth Quiros, who is a lived experience expert and author. And both of them will be speaking um, at the event. We do have sponsoring opportunities, a platinum, gold, silver sponsor. We also have a sponsorship for our desserts, our DJ, our photo booth, and to support an ITBiz student or a youth in our I am youth housing program. And so we urge you to either come and, you know, join us. Uh, the tickets are a hundred dollars. The sponsorship is uh, platinum is 10 K gold is five silver three. And then the dessert, the DJ 2,500, the photo, the IT biz student or the youth in the I am youth house is 2 K. And so we are, um, Really so grateful to have you attend and, uh, you know, would just love to see you there no matter in what configuration, but, um, please get your tickets today. Love never fails us.com forward slash events. Um, we are going to have singing, dancing as we always do. Um, we hope to have a band. Actually we're securing the band now photographers, the whole shebang. So Please uh, join us, and um, thank you so much. Also, always want to remind you, you are welcome to come down to our Community Engagement Center if you have gently used items that you would like to donate for people that we serve. You can do that from 12 to 5 p.m., Monday through Friday. Um, We also have our computer lab there. We also want to encourage you to sign up today for IT Biz. We have open enrollment going on right now. The class starts on February the 7th. Again, you can become a Google Project Manager. You can become an Agile Scrum Master, um, an IT technician with certificates from, uh, for CompTIA A+, AWS Cloud Practitioner, um, and uh, uh, a security certification from Cisco Systems so many different opportunities you can do that by going to love never fails us.com forward slash itbiz. the class is free to you these are grant funded seats and they're accessible to anyone across the nation so sign up today um, for this free class over zoom happens on tuesdays and thursdays from 6 to 9 p.m and some saturdays about 10 hours a week of your time and um, it just will make a huge difference in your life. You get job coaching, life coaching, um, and business attire, resume writing—you name it. You get all kinds of good stuff. So sign up today um, to to participate in our gala and/or sign up for our It Biz Academy. All right. Well, that's what we have for you today. We hope that you enjoyed yourself. And of course, if you haven't heard it before, if you need to hear it again, always remember